0: Today we're going to go on to speak about the notorious adrenal gland, and uh, I kind of I'm kind of looking forward to this. You can talk about the adrenals forever, but there's there's several things that I that I several points that I really want to hit because when I first got into this, um, I got into it in a different way than a lot of people get into alternative medicine, and uh, I wasn't brought up on the if you can't fix the adrenals you can't fix anything mantra in fact i had a um they they really aren't given their due by being called stress glands because then it makes everybody think that it's all about emotional stress and certainly it's about emotional stress it can be about eventually it can be about mental stress it can be about unhealthy relationships all of those things can create stress hormones that Will or situations where your pituitary gland is telling your adrenal to put out stress hormones, but it's but there's so many things that affect the adrenals, and so, for example, you you can have food sensitivities. If you have food sensitivities, let me let me step back on this. So what happens when the how do, how the adrenals get activated? Basically, something um, happens where. You either hit the fear center of your brain. We'll go with the mental stress first. That that hits the fear center of your brain. So that is called the amygdala. So your frontal lobe here goes. There's danger. I don't like this. I don't like that person. I'm not happy with this situation. And it, and, and and it tells this part of your brain called the amygdala to um, <clears throat> that. And that's the fear center of your brain that we need energy we need energy because i i'm, I'm going into kind of a little fight flight response here or a big fight flight response and then that amygdala tells a party a part of your midbrain your brain stem where your fight flight response neurons are your sympathetic nervous system is what it's called to tell your adrenals <clears throat> to start putting out stress hormones and then they put out the stress hormones of um it puts out uh, aldosterone, which raises your blood pressure. It puts out uh, glucocorticoids, cortisol. So cortisol has a tremendous effect on your blood sugar. When you're in fight flight, you want blood sugar going to your certain parts of your brain, your big muscles in your legs. You want, you want them going to the big muscles in your, in your butt, and your thighs, and your hamstrings, and everywhere that you need to fight or flee. Okay, it, 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 puts, out, uh, um, it, it puts out epinephrine, it puts out uh, hormones that will that will uh, cause your lungs to, uh, cause you to start breathing, dilate your bronchioles. So it puts out a number of things. It's, it, at that point, it literally shuts down your sex hormones. And a lot of people aren't aware that their adrenal glands during their productive years are their secondary sex, uh, sex glands. And for those of you who are female, once you have stopped your um your productive years and you've morphed over into menopause the baton has now been handed over to the adrenal glands as your primary sex glands and you cannot make stress hormones and sex hormones at the same time and you can maybe see where that's going okay so the adrenal glands are highly underappreciated okay if you get stressed and 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 and, uh, then then they put out all these all these uh, hormones and and, and, and so one of the hormones being cortisol, uh, when that goes up, that stress hormone will also mobilize sugar from your liver, okay? You, have, you store sugar in your liver, mainly for when you're asleep, um, so that you can drip it out and keep your brain functioning because your brain needs blood sugar. Um, and when that cortisol spikes up, your blood sugar spikes up. And eventually it'll sensitize your 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 receptor sites to where you end up developing high blood sugar from stress. Okay. Now most people know that. Most people know that the adrenal glands are stress glands and they wear you out. But almost almost everything, forget the other hormones for now. Almost everything in your in your physiology, almost anything that happens to your system that creates an inflammatory response is going to stress your adrenal glands. So stress isn't just, stress isn't just emotional. Stress is like, if you're, if you're talking in the science world, uh, you know, if you're talking in, in, in the world of engineering, you know, they talk about the world of stresses on, on beams as they're building buildings. Here, think of stress as like, like that. It's like, if you have a bad intestinal problem, if you have leaky gut or, and, 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 and you start to develop inflammation in your intestines, that's gonna raise cortisol, that is going to, and then that's gonna raise your blood sugar, and um, and that's gonna put a lot of stress on, on, on your system. If you have a viral or a bacterial um, infection and um, your immune system, <clears throat> excuse me, and your immune system is trying desperately to get that, maybe it's overworking. Usually there's a little inflammatory response with it first. You're gonna have stress on your adrenal glands because that's gonna raise cortisol. Inflammation raises cortisol. Cortisol then does its thing, okay? Which, in, it, it, which, which creates more inflammation and, and, and messes up your blood sugar. Um, if you have uh, food sensitivities, and, and we already talked about blood sugar, by the way. You're gonna hear me mention blood sugar a number of times here because blood sugar tracks with your adrenal glands. So if your adrenal glands are initially activated and, and, and you're excited and you're stressed, you're putting out blood sugar. If you do that for long enough, and we're gonna talk about that, then what happens is your adrenal glands are gonna to go to in what people like to call adrenal fatigue, adrenal exhaustion. I've heard all kinds of names for it, but that takes a while to happen, it could take 20 years for that to happen. And when that happens, then your blood sugar drops because you can't put out cortisol and it's gonna be hard for you to get your blood sugar up if you have low blood sugar. And low blood sugar is a big, big problem. You can look at our our presentation on low blood sugar. So back to the things that can cause that. Everything, you can have food food sensitivities. You're gonna have food sensitivities and these food sensitivities will create an inflammatory response and next thing you know, your blood sugar is all over the place because your adrenal glands have been stressed, they're putting out cortisol, your cortisol is flying up and down. And, and, and I could go on and on, you can cut your left toe. Cut your left toe, it's stress on your adrenal glands pain is stress on your adrenal glands. Those of you who are in chronic pain, those of your fibromyalgia patients, peripheral neuropathy patients, people who are worried because they have a problem, this, this is now back to the mental stress. So, so the adrenal glands, they, they take a lot of hits. Why, the reason your blood pressure goes up is because the adrenal glands put out aldosterone that works with, with, with uh, uh, some chemicals in your kidneys and and that throws your blood pressure up. They should call the adrenal glands the homeostasis glands. And, they, and, and, and sometimes they should be the first target and many times they shouldn't be the first target depending on how you're going about this. I have a lot of people that come in here and they've been to alternative medical doctors. I have nothing against alternative medical doctors just, for, just so, you know, so, so you know, I refer to alternative medical doctors for things that are not within my parameter, okay? We have several of them here in Reno, Nevada where I live. And, but I, I, I must tell you, one of the first things they do is, is they, they give people these adrenal shots if they're in adrenal fatigue, okay? And we'll talk about adrenal fatigue in a second. Here's a problem with that. I just had one of these like last week. So here's the problem with that. Um, what, what, they're, what they're saying is your adrenal gland, what the doctor is saying to you is your adrenal glands have been under strain for a long time from all of these things. I mean, our, I mean like our whole society right now is attacking our adrenals. So, you know, like, so from all of these things. So the first thing they wanna do is they wanna make you feel better because like a lot of a lot of practitioners who are in the medical field, they're used to like acute care. So it's like, get the person feeling good today. Okay, that's fine. But if if you give a person an adrenal shot and they have adrenal fatigue, that adrenal shot isn't gonna bring them out of adrenal fatigue because It takes, you could be in an acute adrenal response, which is like the initial response where you're all shaky and jittery, can't fall asleep, perspires easily, under high amounts of stress, weight gain under stress because it's spiking up your blood sugar, wakes up tired even after six or more hours of sleep, excessive perspiration or perspiration with little or no activity. These are acute symptoms. These are like when you're like in fight flight. And you can be in fight flight for 20 years. Before you move into adrenal exhaustion or adrenal fatigue, I like to call it uh, adrenal maladaptation. Okay. And basically, at that point, if somebody gives you, somebody's not going to want to give you adrenal shots, they're going to want to give you, they're going to want to calm you down. But once you have started to move, morph into now your adrenals, your adrenals are just like a, they're like a hormone factory, they make hormones. Okay, all of these are hormones that I'm talking about. And your brain says, make those hormones, they make them. And then they empty out, okay? And over a long period of time, these, these hormones basically empty out, and then eventually they can't produce, the factory can't produce the product anymore. So what happens is you go into adrenal maladaptation. The adrenal has lost its ability to adapt to all the things that are hitting it, and now you start going into that, I'm, I'm exhausted can't stay asleep I wake up in the middle of the night I wake up and I can't and I can't stay asleep why can you not stay asleep in the middle of the night because you need blood sugar in the middle of the night to stay up so that you have because you're fasting right you're not eating in the middle of the night you're supposed to eat like every couple of hours unless you're doing the keto giant ketogenic diet and intermittent fasting for those of you who aren't which is most of you you should be eating every couple of hours, you know, like grazing, snacking, because you're on about a two and a half hour cycle with your blood sugar. And so your blood sugar stays up for about two and a half hours, so you eat. When well, in the middle of the night, you don't do that. So there's a mechanism in your adrenal glands, the stress glands, okay, in your adrenal glands that you're also the blood sugar glands, because they work with your pancreas and your liver to control your blood sugar. So now you get this, you get this dump in your blood sugar because you're not eating. And usually you make it through the first phase which is about two and a half hours. And, you, and, and your brain says, we don't have enough blood sugar. And it puts out this thing called cortisol. What does cortisol do? It raises your blood sugar because it moves blood sugar out of the liver. This is the main reason it does that, to keep you sleeping, <laughs> okay? But usually by the time it, people who are compromised and, and their adrenals not, not adapting, this is why I like the term maladaptation, then what happens is the, uh, the second phase, the, adre- the, the 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 blood sugar starts to drop because we're not eating, and what happens is the the uh, the the adrenals can't do it; they're too weak. They don't have enough. They don't have enough oomph to do it. But they have a backup, <laughs> and the backup hormone is adrenaline. And so you wake up and you go, and you can't get back to sleep. Most of the time, waking up in the middle of the night and not being able to go back to sleep is is low blood sugar and or low adrenal function. Low adrenal function may not be able to move the blood sugar, the blood sugar may be low and that's causing this whole cycle. Uh, Other things, crave salt. If you crave salt, it's because you're, it may be because your adrenals aren't working because you need salt for that mechanism between the adrenals and the kidneys to work to keep your blood pressure up. If you're craving salt, uh, you might be one of those folks who has low blood pressure too. I should probably do a talk on low blood pressure because low blood pressure is not good, <laughs> okay? High blood pressure, bad. Low blood pressure, bad. Normal blood pressure, good. If you have low blood pressure, you're not getting enough, you're not getting enough um, uh, oxygen to your sh- extremities, particular brain, and then you can get dizzy when standing up quickly. If you have that and you've been checked to see if you have a trans ischemic attack uh, and, and, and you don't, it's gonna be that your adrenals are maladapting. Okay, and so your adrenals, so when you stand up quickly, your blood's not going through your head because the adrenals don't have the oomph in there because, you're, because you have low function and uh, your aldosterone, which is the blood sugar, I'm sorry, the blood pressure hormone isn't connecting properly with your adrenals and the blood stays here, you go up, the blood doesn't go up there. Everybody who's checking your blood pressure should be checking it, laying down, sitting and standing. And seeing if it's relatively the same. If it's low, um, if you're laying down and it's good, and by the time you get up, you're standing, it's like it's like 20 points less. You have an adrenal problem. If it's like 40 or 50 points less, that's a whole different story. That's like POTS disease. But but and that's it. And that is adrenal, and that's adrenal too. So uh, other things for fatigue, slow starter in the morning. Those of you who can't get out of bed first thing in the morning, we do adrenal index, ad, an adrenal stress index on that person. And, and if their cortisol, it's all about cortisol, isn't it? <laughs> Mostly, if their cortisol is low in the morning, this is your adrenal glands. If your adrenal, and, and those, these things are hard to fix. that people get they get up and you're like going around and you have to have coffee first thing in the morning and, and all that type of stuff. Um, it, it, I, 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 we actually have a, uh, we actually give people uh, like, like licorice. <laughs> it's like, first thing in the morning, get up, take this licorice, cause it'll raise your blood pressure. And I want you to get up and I want you to do vigorous activity for anywhere from two to seven minutes and uh, and then take a cold shower. I mean, literally that's like what these folks have to do. It's, that's normally, that's going to be your adrenal gland. okay? Uh, other things that are your adrenal glands, uh, slow start in the morning, afternoon fatigue. Afternoon fatigue, again, I look at it more as a blood sugar thing, but all things. And one of the foundational things that a person should do before they do anything else is check the person's fuels. Make sure that they don't have low blood pressure <laughs> because they're not getting oxygen. It's, it's oxygen and sugar, oxygen and sugar. Oxygen and sugar are the fuels to every cell in your body. If you don't do those first, you're gonna have a hard time getting a lot of other things uh, uh, better. So, uh, so, uh, so blood sugar though, and, and, and adrenals again they track together i've had a lot of people come in here with low and high blood sugar and they, they they've taken medication they've taken herbs they've taken botanicals and it was that they had uh, neurodegeneration in their brain they were kind of like they were kind of getting brain fog and they were maybe some of them were like going into early alzheimer's uh, um, maybe they just had neurodegeneration from years of not taking good care of themselves and 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 once we were able to get that under control, their blood sugar corrected, because that got their adrenals to, to do better, and then that got their blood sugar to correct. So this is pretty cool stuff that I don't see a lot out there. So I thought I would share this with you. Um, afternoon fatigue is usually I usually think of it as blood sugar, uh, but it could be it could be that you have a blood sugar problem and and your blood sugar is dropping in the afternoon, or it could be that you have this. I'll use the term adrenal fatigue because that's what most of you are are familiar with. This adrenal maladaptation, your adrenals aren't working. So your adrenals can't get up to bring your blood sugar up in the afternoon. And by that time, those cycles of, even though you're eating, if you have the adrenal fatigue, even though you're eating, those cycles of eating every couple of hours, by the time you're in mid-afternoon, it's hard for your adrenals to keep up with that for those of you who have adrenal fatigue. And boom, you get that afternoon dump. Um, afternoon headaches. Afternoon headaches. It's kind of like it goes along with the afternoon fatigue because basically afternoon headaches. The adrenals are down. The blood sugar's down. You're not getting enough oxygen to your brain. If your adrenals are low, your blood pressure is going to usually be low. Yeah, and your blood pressure's low. Your blood sugar's low. You don't have. Uh, you don't have enough of either one of those foundational things getting to your brain. There's a good chance that you're going to have uh, afternoon headaches. Headaches with stress. That's uh, that's. Uh, I think that pretty much would be understood from that most people get this stress. Stress is the adrenals and then the, the adrenals won't allow, if the, if the adrenal been stressed for a year, five, 10, 15, 20 years, however long it takes to get into the adrenal fatigue, then you're going to have a problem um, when you get stressed because your adrenals can't produce properly. Again, your adrenals uh, they they work they work to keep your blood sugar normal. They work to keep oxygen in, in you. The last one is weak nails. If you're not getting if you're not getting if your adrenals are low, you might not be able to uh, you, you might have weak nails because you're not getting oxygen. your adrenals work with your blood pressure to get, the, the physiology to get all the chemicals that you need. Once your food is broken down and it gets into your system, it has to get to your extremities. And your extremities are hard to get to because your feet are a long way away from your heart and your, and your arms are a long way from your heart and your brain, the heart has to pump up like this. So if you have low blood pressure, if you have low adrenals, you don't have to have low blood pressure. but Most patients who come in here by the time they get here, they usually have low blood pressure too. You're not getting enough pressure to get it out to your hands, your feet and your head. So you, it could be causing your headaches. It could be causing the fungus on your toes. If you have fungus on your toes, t- t- trust me, it's because you're not getting enough oxygen to your feet. And this could be the reason why. If you're not, if, if, and if you have weak nails, it could be because of this. Now I go all the way back to now where I say, you know, you go into the doctor and it's kind of an acute situation. And, uh, and, and they give you a, a shot of cortisol uh, once you've gone into adrenal exhaustion. And that usually makes the person feel better. And, and then they usually have to do it every week, okay? Now, because that adrenal, those, are, those that person's adrenals are in exhaustion, fatigue, maladaptation, whatever term you wanna use, it doesn't mean they can't come back, okay? It just means they're in exhaustion. And here's the problem. There's a feedback loop between your brain and the adrenals through from your pituitary gland. Uh, it's called the HP. A axis, the hypo- hypothalamus-pituitary-adrenal gland. For those of you who are who are who are like computer nerds and look at all this stuff, and and, and, and that's uh, um, that's the um, uh, HPA axis is 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 a, is another name that a lot of people like to use for the stress response. Okay, so the so the pituitary gland has to detect that you don't have enough of some of these hormones, whether it's cortisol or aldosterone or whatever. And then it has to tell the pituitary gland, hypothalamus, detects that, that's st- a part of your brain that detects that. And then it tells your pituitary gland, hey, we don't have enough cortisol going around. And then that tells your adrenal glands to, um, to make cortisol, okay? Even at that, so, and, and, and so basically, that is a really like inviolatable loop in my mind. In other words, if you give a person cortisol, if you start giving them cortisol shots or you give them certain supplements that just jack up their cortisol, the person's gonna feel better. But here's the problem, it's like any other, it's like taking thyroid hormone or any other hormone, okay? Once you start taking that hormone from an, ex, an external force, okay, then, then it's going to tell that part of your brain, that hypothalamus, that you have enough of that hormone in there that is then gonna tell your pituitary gland to, to take a vacation. Uh, and the pituitary gland is gonna stop talking to your adrenals. Now they're going to atrophy. That part of the adrenals is gonna atrophy. And now you will not be able to fix your adrenals and you'll be having to take those shots once a week for the rest of your life. So the point, the big, the big takeaway from this is when, when people come in here, I, I, certainly adrenals are one of the top things I look at, but you'll notice I'm pretty far down the line here in, 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 in the back to basics. And for those of you who've been watching this series, I've been emphasizing that there is a hierarchy of care, okay? There is a relative hierarchy of care as to how you attack these chronic cases. And so, so I've already talked about, I've talked about small intestines, I've talked about intestinal permeability, too much acid in your stomach, too little acid in your stomach, multiple chemical sensitivities. I've talked about pancreas, uh, SIBO, gallbladder, uh, liver, and I've talked about sugar before all of those, and now we're to the adrenals. That's going back to the if you can't fix the adrenals, you can't fix anything. All of those things, if they're out of kilter, out of whack, if they're, if they're dysfunctional uh, biochemically, are stressing your adrenal glands out. So when a person comes in, I try to assess this, what we call the brain adrenal axis, that HPA axis. And, and I try to assess that person. Now, if that person comes in, here's where I think the practical things that I'd like to share with you come in. If that person comes in and they are in a bad relationship, whether it's with their with their significant other, or their child, or their boss, or they hate their job, like one of those types of things or going through a divorce and it's just, they're, they're battling it out in court, they're going through a bankruptcy, something like these. These are massive things. These are massive uh, um, um, uh, stresses. Or if the person has like, you know, maybe panic attacks, um, something that's really significant that is directly just hammering that adrenal gland, then I, and I I also practice functional neurology too. So I think those of you who've been watching forever probably know that. That's kind of where the functional neurology comes in in a sense of, you know what, maybe we need to hit that brain first. Maybe we need to, um, the diet, you know, we have diets. We use like 12 different diets. We might use, you know, we might look at a, we might look at a keto diet for that particular person. Uh, But what we're gonna do is, we're probably going to help that person's brain. We're gonna get into the herbs and the botanicals that will dampen those, the ashwagandhas, the adaptocrines, the, the phosphatidylcholine, all the types of things you're probably familiar with. I don't get in, I'm not getting into specific prescriptions here, I'm just giving you a general idea. But I would probably go, and, and if you look at all the adrenal uh, stuff that's out there on the market, all these products are in it. I, I, that's when I would probably go for the adrenals first, okay, because if you don't calm down that fight flight response, that is, that is being caused by your brain telling your adrenals to vomit out all of those hormones, the aldosterone, the epinephrine, the norepinephrine, all of those things that are causing you to be heart palpitation or your, and your, and your and all those types of things. Those, those, those chemical uh, processes are affecting all the other things I just got done talking about. So adrenals are important. They're hugely important. But again, to recap, if you're not like, if your stress levels aren't like a, uh, like I'll go eight, nine, 10. Most people can gauge their own stress levels and go, yeah, that's me. Um, seven, it's kind of borderline, <laughs> okay. Then it's everything else. It's everything else. You need, to, you, need to, you need to take care of the other things. And the adrenals will come back. And, and that's what you want. You want to do that if at all, if it's all possible that you can. And and then there's there's certain cases you balance, and then there's other cases where you just got to hit those adrenals first. So I just wanted to kind of clear that whole thing up. Like you, man, you could talk about the adrenals for hours and hours and hours. But I think this kind of this kind of I think it, this encapsulates all the basic principles that um, that I would like you to understand about the adrenals. I think I've hit most of the major symptoms and um, and and issues with the adrenals and. Um, Uh, yeah eventually they got to be better eventually they have to be better for you to be a normal functioning human being and 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 from that perspective they are important okay so adrenals see you next time this will conclude the episode thanks for tuning in if you like what you hear please leave a comment and subscribe thank you